0: Down, raising up the broken to life. Thank you, worship team. We appreciate it. I know they have to run off to a, a little girl who's not feeling well this morning. So that's why we have a, an empty chair or so. But it is good to see everybody in God's house this morning. If you're a visitor, especially nice to have you with us as well. Um, just a few announcements, not a whole lot. I try and keep it short, but, you know, my wife says I like to talk, so... The uh, Wednesday night Bible study is not going to meet this week. Um, Franklin and Sarah are out of town, so uh, we won't be meeting this week, but that will resume the following week. And uh, a few other things that are coming up, I mentioned before, on the 21st of May is our annual church meeting. So that is uh, right after church. That's where we set the budget for the year and do some of that business stuff that we have to do sometimes. So... Uh, if you're able to stay for that after church, that would be great. We appreciate that. Um, we also have a work day coming up. I actually talked to Nick and remembered what the date was. So that's going to be on June 3rd. It's the first Saturday in June. There's not a whole lot that we need to do, but there are a few things that we need to do. So any anybody who can help, that would be appreciated. Uh, whether it's inside work, outside work, we do have a small list of things that we'd like to get done. So we appreciate anybody who can help with that. And as always, we appreciate your tithes and offerings. We, we couldn't do what we do here at Mosaic Church without your faithful support, so we appreciate that. There are different ways that you can give that's up there. I won't read it to you because I know you can read, but thank you for, uh, for your support of the church. Um, and Kyle is going to come and bring our scripture to us, and then Tyler will bring our message. You only have 20 minutes. <laughs> thank, thank goodness they made this short and sweet for me this week. I'm reading from Matthew 6 uh, verses 19 and 20. Uh, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal.
1: I, uh, I heard a story last night. I thought it was a pretty interesting story. Um, it was uh, about a, uh, a guy who, he, he didn't have enough money, so he had to sell his dog. And uh, he sold the dog for like fifty dollars, something like that. And and uh, this is quite a few years ago. Had to sell the dog because he, he didn't have the money to feed the dog. And uh, he he uh, I don't think he I think he was homeless at the time. And so then a few weeks go by, and he had uh, he wrote a script for a movie, and he sold this script, and he uh, was then able to find that guy he sold the dog to and then said i want my dog back i how about a hundred dollars can i buy my dog back for a hundred dollars and the guy said no no my 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 family we really love this dog we've grown attached to the dog i can't just get rid of the dog now he says well how about 500 dollars?" no no i i I really can't and well he ended up paying fifteen thousand dollars for the dog he wanted his dog back he loved that dog and uh, the and then they said that this um, this man ended up in the, the guy who uh, had the dog, ended up being in this movie that the guy was uh, making, and this guy was going to star uh, at. Let me get this straight: the one the guy who bought the dog and the is uh, he was a little person. He said, and uh, the little person was at the end of the movie, and the guy who wrote the script. He was going to star in the movie as Rocky Balboa, and uh, I I thought that was pretty interesting. I'd never heard that story, but uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone really wanted his dog back, but if you can't, if you don't have the money to pay to support your dog, what are you going to do then? Uh, But as soon as he had the money back, he was going to pay whatever it took to get that dog. Does anybody else have somebody in your life or something in your life that's just so valuable? It doesn't matter how much it is. I also saw a story earlier this week. This family, there was a, an error in their, uh, the, which lot their house was built on. And they'd lived in their house for over a decade. And then somebody noticed that they were on the wrong lot. Somebody, the builder built the house on the wrong lot. And now they're told, you can't have this house. They ended up paying like $65,000 so that they could stay in their house that they had bought and paid for. And now they own the two lots just to make sure everything's covered. And there's the issues of taxes and who is paying what taxes. And they're like, somebody should have noticed this sooner. All the people you know, transferring everything, they should have figured it out sooner. But sometimes there are things, that, like if you're growing your kids up in your house, you, you like your house probably. And so they had to pay what they wanted. But sometimes we have treasures in our life. And we will pay whatever we need to to get those treasures. Um, And today we're talking about having treasures in heaven. We can store up all the treasures we want on earth. People, we like to... it just seems natural that we like to collect things we have collections we have awards um there's sometimes we just have all sorts of stuff that we like because we like to have things and and money is one of those things that people like to have because you can buy almost anything with money not everything that's for sure but like we like to have things don't we um but and and uh, god is saying to store up those treasures in heaven not on earth. I'm not saying go sell your dog. That's not what I'm saying at all. In case you're wondering, that's not the point of this at all. Let's pray. Lord, I I ask that uh, as I speak that you would have me say the things that you want me to and nothing else, but that you would speak to each of us and that we would be listening. What do you want to say to us, Lord? And we thank you for all that you do say to us and all the strength that you give us to do as you want us to. Amen. Um, there's uh, also the story in the Bible of the, the rich young man or the rich young ruler. He, he came up to Jesus and he said, what must I do to get eternal life? And Jesus says to him, follow the commandments. And the guy says, which ones? I, I, is he looking to follow the bare minimum? <laughs> you don't go to God and say, what is the minimum I need to do to get into heaven? Oh, dear. But... Jesus looked at this man, by the way, though, and loved this guy because this man wanted to do what God wanted him to. And so, uh, and, and this man said, or Jesus said, do not murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't give false testimony, honor your father and your mother, and love your neighbor as yourself. And the man says, all of these I have kept. What still do I lack? Now, that is a tough question, though. For us to say to God, Lord, what do I still lack? What am I still not giving you? Is there something I am holding back from you? And Jesus said, go sell everything you have and give to the poor. Then you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. Sell everything you have, give to the poor, and then leave everything behind to go and follow Jesus. That'd be an amazing thing for Jesus to say to us, like him physically on earth saying to us, come follow me. That, that's an opportunity that not many people had. He had his 12 disciples and sure he had many people that followed him around and there are people that are hunting him down trying to follow Jesus and he's trying to get away from them because they wanted him to be their ruler and stuff. And Jesus is like, you guys are so mixed up. That is not what I'm here for. But to actually be one of those people that would get to follow him and especially to be one of those 12 disciples, it's an amazing thing. But he'd have, he'd have to give up everything. And when this man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. And then Jesus said to his disciples, Truly I tell you, it is hard for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Well, who then can be saved? And he said, with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Because we don't like to let go of things, do we? And then Peter said, We have left everything to follow you. What then will there be for us? And the, the difference between this man who wanted to live his life for God but couldn't actually let go of everything. And so he, he's basically having one foot in one life, and one foot, in another life. And, and it, the Bible says you can't serve two masters. You have to pick one. And, and so there's, there's this rich young man. And then you have the disciples who actually have given up everything and left everything behind. That's such a, a big difference between taking one step and taking that other step to, have, to be all in to what God has for us. In Revelation, it says, I know your deeds, that you are neither hot, you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my, your, out of my mouth. God wants us to pick a side. He doesn't want us to try to be in between because what good are we doing? We're not really giving our lives to God. And, and sometimes we might come to church even and we don't necessarily have the intentions that God wants us to. We, we, we want to be a good person, or we want to be a better person, or maybe we just want God to fix certain things in our lives. But God wants us to be all in. He wants us to truly live that life that he wants for us because there is a big, big difference. Um, it, it's just, there's things in life where you can get, you know, it's, like, it's like bacon. You smell bacon. And it smells amazing. But I can tell you, I do not want to smell bacon unless I'm going to eat that bacon. I don't want to smell it because bacon is just so amazing. So big difference between smelling bacon and tasting bacon. Big difference. And it's the same thing when we're following God. It's a big difference between saying I'm a Christian and living the life of a Christian. A true Christian, I'm thinking of Paul. Paul, when he, was being, when he was on his way to Rome, and he's speaking before King Agrippa, and he is basically trying to tell King Agrippa the good news of Jesus Christ, and that he died for us and he came back to life. And um, King Agrippa says to Paul, do you think that in such a short time you can persuade me to be a Christian? And Paul says, short time or long, I pray to God that not only you, but all who are listening to me today may become what I am, except for these chains. Except for the chains part, because of course, why would we want somebody else to be locked up? Why would we want someone else to go through all the struggles that we have to face in life? But at the same time, he wants us all to be like He is. He wants us to be all that He is, the dedication that he has for Jesus. And, and really, how many of, of us can say that what Pauls the kind of things that Paul says, because he was truly living his life. He gave up everything. His life even did not matter. All that matters was that God's will would be done on earth like it is in heaven. Um, But there's this big difference between doing the things that God wants us to do and truly living the way that God wants us to do, giving him everything. Um, You have to think about where your heart is. Because if your treasures, maybe you're trying to store up treasures, but you might not necessarily, if your treasures are really in heaven, your heart is going to really be in heaven. Um, it says in Matthew 6 for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Thinking about, because um, things that often define what we find valuable is what we spend our time on, what we spend our money on, or what we consider a priority. So, one of the priorities in my life is my, my dog and my chickens. My dog's part chicken, I think. So, um, <laughs> he, is, he is a very, very good dog, but um, he is. He's he's a little chicken. Um, When the chick, he didn't, like, I I don't want a dog that's digging holes and stuff. Well, when he, we had the chickens first. When he saw the chickens digging, he got, he realized he could dig too. So now he digs. Uh, It's just great. He didn't dig any holes until the chickens showed him how to dig the holes. He was raised half by chickens. Um, Yeah. He is not a chicken, no. He's a Springer Spaniel. and He's about this tall, and he's not a chicken, no. Um, but my dog and my chickens, I spend lots of time on them. And not just time, energy. I'm spending energy on them. I spend my money on them to get them the food that they need um, and, and to get them toys and treats. and So I'm spending lots of time, energy, money, and priorities. My, they are definitely a priority because I have to be outside sometimes earlier than I'd like to be because the chickens, they'd like out at 5 a.m. in the summer, that's for sure. They'd start going and uh, making noise. And, so they want me to let them out. So I, no, I don't always let them out at 5, though. That's, I don't. <laughs> but I have to get outside. To let them out. That's got to be one of the things that I do before I've uh, gone too far into my day. Um, I have to let the dog outside so he can go to the bathroom. Um, just all sorts of things. It's not just that I spend lots of time, energy, and money. They are a priority in my life because they are not going to appreciate it if I don't let them out of the coop until 7 o'clock p.m. They're not going to like it because at that point it's almost time for them to go back into the coop. Um, but Where is our treasure? They are a treasure to me. and Our chickens. They're not ordinary chickens, by the way. They'll uh, sit on our lap. They'll hop on our shoulder like a parrot. And if you call them, they come. So they'll come. If they even hear the door, they'll come running because they're like, oh, he's coming out. So they they get so excited. But um, they're a priority to me. They are a treasure to me. But They're not number one in my life. God's number one. Gwen's not number one in my life. God's number one. Because if God's not number one in my life, they're not going to be treated as well as they could have been treated. Because if I put God first in my life, if my treasures are all with him, then I am going to be the person that I should be for them as well. The chickens, if I didn't have God as number one in my life, I might not care as much about my chickens. You can wait a little while until I let you out in the morning. That sort of thing. But when we put God first, when we put all of our treasures in heaven, we're able to provide For everything else that we need to provide for in our life. We're able to be the person that we should be for the other people in our lives, as there's lots of people in my life. Oh, I wouldn't want to be as nice to them if I didn't have God. But God reminds me, Tyler, you need to be patient. You need to be loving. It doesn't matter if they're an awful person. You still need to be the person God wants you to be. And there's the widow in the Bible where she puts her two small coins. uh, She's giving those to God, and then you have all the people that are pouring tons and tons of money. They're giving tons of money because they have tons of money, but that's not all that they had. That's still only a portion of what they had. Whereas the widow, that was every last bit of change that she had left. Nothing left. No, not a cent to her name. She gave it all. And there's a huge difference between giving a, what you have and giving all that you have. And I, once, I heard of a, a, a I think he was a billionaire, millionaire, billionaire, somebody with lots and lots and lots of money. And uh, his goal in life was that before he died, he would have given away everything that he had. Most people, we don't give everything that we have by the time that we go. But for him, that was what he wanted to do. He wanted to give everything he had before his before he was gone. Um, Matthew thirteen forty four says, "The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. He went and sold like he found this treasure, great treasure, and he sold." everything. Everything he had. He didn't have to look in his wallet and see how much he had. He didn't have to think, well, I want to hold on to this because I really like this. This is very valuable to me. No, he's just like, get, every, get rid of everything because I absolutely must have this treasure. That is how valuable the treasure is that we store up in heaven. And, and it can be hard to imagine how valuable that treasure is. But whatever you can imagine to be the most valuable thing, it is unbelievably more valuable than that. It's just as it says uh, uh, that God is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask and all we can imagine. The treasures that we're storing up in heaven, it's like it's the difference between smelling bacon and eating bacon. We can smell bacon and say that that's a really good thing, but when we have tasted bacon, we realize how good it is. Unless you don't like bacon, then it's got to be something else. I don't know. Pumpkin. My dog loves pumpkin. Maybe it's pumpkin. He loves pumpkin. So, um, But whatever treasure it is, he sold all that he had, no second thoughts, no concerns, no reservations, nothing of the sort. Must sell absolutely everything because I must have that treasure. I, I think of, um, what was I thinking of? I don't remember. Um, have I told you about the uh, gigantic buffet? I tell you about the gigantic buffet. Nobody remember the gigantic buffet. Maybe I didn't tell you about this. We can imagine how great the treasure is. I imagine that in heaven, some of that treasure. Now the treasure is to be in God's presence. But God created us with taste buds, so I imagine there's going to be a good buffet when we get to heaven. And um, when uh, w- when I was at a uh, conference, we were going to a, we were going to go a bunch of us were going to go to a really big buffet. So I thought, okay, it's going to be big, bigger than I've ever seen. We got there. There's parking lot after parking lot after parking lot. That's a lot of parking, and that means a lot of people. We get inside, and there's line after line after line after line to go and pay for your meal. And they were, the lines are moving, but there's a lot of people in here. And then we get in there, and there's a room full of food. And it's not just all the buffet that you can just pick up whatever you want. They have stand and stand and stand and stand where they're making the food right in front of you. You want, uh, you want uh, steak? They got steak here. You want um, uh, uh, seafood? They got seafood here. They got Whatever you want, they're cooking it right in front of you. And then you go into another room and get the desserts and your drinks, and then you go into another room to sit. And we asked them, how many people can sit in this restaurant? And they said, 2,000 people. That's a big buffet. (laughs) That's so much food. I imagined how big this buffet would be when I was getting there. But when I arrived and saw it for myself, it was way bigger than I thought. And when we are in heaven, what we see is going to be way better than what we could have imagined but it's storing up our treasures in heaven, not on earth. We store things up now because we see things and we like things. But this is such a small portion of our life. God is preparing us for the rest of eternity. This is just a little bit of prep time. So when you, uh, when you have to get somewhere and you've got to be prepared when you get there and you only have five minutes to rep- get prepared or you're going for an interview and you have five minutes to brush your teeth and do your hair and, and put a shirt on and stuff, like, when you only have that tiny bit of prep period, this is what we have for heaven. We might think, why, this day is long and boring and we don't like this day or it's been a rough day or whatever it's been. Well, it doesn't matter because this time that we have on earth is so small compared to all the time that we have for the rest of eternity. And Jesus is saying to us, I want you to come be with me. He, God sent His Son Jesus to die for us To pay the price for absolutely everything we have ever done wrong. Absolutely everything. He has forgiven us for all of these things. Jesus is the only one who never sinned, who never did anything wrong. We've all messed up. if, If you didn't know that you never messed up, whoops. Now you know. Big secret. We've all messed up. Not a single person is perfect. But Jesus came and he never did anything wrong and then offered his life. He was the sacrifice for us. The only one who never did anything wrong paid the price for us and then came back to life three days later basically because God is that amazing. And just as Jesus has new life, we are offered new life. It would be so hard for us to forgive ourselves for the things that we've done. It would be so hard to forgive other people for the things that they have done. But God forgives us all if we truly sincerely say to Him, Lord, help me to be the person You want me to be. Forgive me for all the things that I have done wrong. And help me to live a new life. And He will give us this new life. That doesn't mean that we can't, that we're not paying any of the consequences. Sometimes we have to face the consequences of what we've done. But we still get to have new life with Him. We can be forgiven. He wipes our slate clean so that we can be with Him for the rest of eternity. That's the difference between earthly treasure that lasts now and heavenly treasure that lasts for eternity, where nobody can get to it. Nobody can take it away from you, not even yourself, (laughs) because you're saving it up with God. Sometimes we beat ourselves up. Well, I don't deserve this, and I need just, no, no. God says He paid the price, and so you can have this if you want it. If you want new life in Him, if you want forgiveness, you can have it. And so that if we're storing our treasures up in heaven, where they will be safe, where, no, where they're not going to be destroyed, because that is how good God is. That is the love that He has for us. The love that He wants to fill us with. This treasure, we can't possibly... Like we've, we've done things wrong. We can't change the things that we've done wrong. But... Um, This treasure, we can't we can't possibly pay for how valuable this treasure is. I recently I saw a clip from Big Bang Theory, and uh, it, there, there, Sheldon, he he doesn't like to give gifts. Because if you give a gift, or if somebody gives you a gift, then you have to give them a gift. I'm, I'm like that, too. If somebody gives me a gift. Well, now I've got to give them a gift. And so, and, and he has this issue where, well, if they're spending this much amount, uh, this much money, well, then you've got to spend this much money on their gift, too. And uh, the, my, my brothers and I, we, we have this thing worked out where if we, we, we all have a set price. This is how much we pay for each other's birthday presents, Christmas presents. This is how much we pay. That way we're all on the same page. Um, but uh, Sheldon, he, uh, the Penny was going to give him a, uh, a present. And so he, he's got to figure out what he's going to do. So he goes, he figures out a solution. He buys a whole bunch of gift baskets. And he takes those gift baskets and he takes them into the back room so that they're back there. And when she comes over to give him a present, he can open it up and he can, okay, all right, go back into the other room. Look up how much that present is worth. Bring out whichever gift basket most matches that present. And then voila, problem solved. And so Penny comes in and he's like, I am prepared. And she hands him his present. He opens it up. Oh, a napkin. She says, flip it over. Well, then he needs a seat because it is signed by Leonard Nimoy. And, and so then she says, well, sorry, it's dirty. Because he wiped his mouth with it. I, then he said, I have the DNA of Leonard Diboy. So I, I could clone him. And so then he rushes into the other room. And he comes out with every single gift basket in his arms. He drops them on the chair, and they're falling onto the floor. And and she's like, Sheldon, and he's like, you're right. It's not enough. And then he tries to awkwardly give her a hug because he doesn't know what else to give her. The treasure in heaven is so valuable. We can't possibly match how valuable it is to us. We can't possibly repay God for all that He has in store for us. All the love, all the forgiveness, the new life, the freedom from bondage of sin and everything else. All that He has to offer us, we can't possibly pay Him back. It doesn't matter how many gift baskets we've stored up in the back room. We can't possibly repay him. Whatever we give him will never be enough, but God says that's okay because all he wants is our love. He loves us and wants us to love him back, to live the lives that he wants us to live. As he fills us with his love, he wants us to not only love him back, but to love other people as well. He wants us to love people, to be the light of the world, making a difference in people's lives. We're not perfect, but as we do our best to say, Lord, you help me to be who you want me to be, he will transform us into the amazing masterpieces that he has made us to be. We are God's handiwork. So as we live, let's live for him and this treasure just store up your treasure in heaven. Store it all up in heaven. Say, Lord, what is, if, there, if there is anything holding us back, we need to just give it to God. And sometimes we can't always just let go of something. We have to just say, Lord, help me. Help me to let go of this. Help me to just be free from all of this. Let nothing, nothing should hold us back from the love that God has for us because it's not just holding us back from giving everything to God, it's holding us back from receiving everything from God, everything that he has in store for us, the amazing lives that he wants us to live. He has created us with so much potential, but thinking about myself, I'm terrified of public speaking, yet God has made, given, he's made me do public speaking for a living. But if I didn't accept, if I wasn't willing to give up my fear, at least as much as I have given it up, I wouldn't be accepting all that, he had, all that I have received from him because I'd still be too afraid to do anything. But as I give more up, as I give my fears, as I give uh, every, uh, my passions, you know, and we might have a passion to do something. God creates us with great passions but sometimes we get confused. We get that, we think, well, I want this and God's saying, no, let me guide you. David had a great passion to, he wanted to create, uh, King David wanted to create a temple for God and God said, no, you can prepare for that temple but I'm going to have your son Solomon create that temple for me. God has amazing plans for us but as we give To Him, He will pour out way more to us, way more than we could possibly imagine or possibly ever repay Him for. Let's pray. Lord, You are amazing. And I ask that You would help us to let go of everything that's holding us back from You. Whatever treasure that we are hoarding up here, whatever treasure we are holding on to, Lord, help us to let it go and to give it to You so that we can live the lives that you have for us. Free from sin. Free from bondage. Free from anything that's holding us back. Free from fears. Lord, just help us to store up our treasures with you. And help us to be the amazing human beings that you want us to be. To the people around us, everybody in our lives, and everybody that we'll ever interact with. We thank you for all of this love that you have for us and all the treasure that you have for us. Just help us to live for you every day, your will on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen.